Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode five of the Get the Shot podcast. My name is Billy Quach, and I am the creative director at Let It Fly Media. This podcast is aimed at all you young, aspiring creatives trying to get your shot at working in this industry of being a content creator in sports. Today, we have Stacey Ward on the line as our guest. She's a graphic designer for Fox Sports, and her work has been retweeted by Russell Wilson and many other players in the NFL. She's been with the Chiefs. She's been with the Falcons. She interned at the University of Georgia. And today we talk about her journey into the world of sports, the importance of having mentors and good references when you're applying to other positions, and how to leverage your social media channels to maximize your opportunities. We're also going to be answering questions straight from you, the audience. So let's get this show rocking. Let's run it. Yo, what's going on, Stacey? How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you guys and see what's up in the creative community. Hex, yeah. Um, let's just start off with what your title is and where you work and what you do at where you work. Okay. Um, my official title is Associate Producer, Fox Sports NFL. Um, what I do is, the majority of what I do is graphic design. Um, I develop the look and the templates for all social Fox Sports NFL platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then I also come up with content ideas with my boss and 10 other people and meetings each week. Um, and yeah, so I'm basically producing social content as well as doing graphic design for Fox Sports NFL. And where can people see your work? Like where does your content live once you're done with it? Yeah, so... Um, you can see all of my stuff basically on Fox Sports and or NFL on Fox Instagram. Uh, that will stay there and live there. Uh, that's the best place to look for it. But overall, I mean, it'll be on all Facebook and Twitter. And then for me personally, I like to post what I work. So you can always check out my Instagram um, and everything that's on there is stuff that I have made for Fox Sports. And uh, the cool thing about this job is in the off season, I get to do other sports. So that's fun. Um, and yeah, I feel like that's pretty much where it lives. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's actually really <laughs> awesome because I know I see your stuff all the time because uh, I also follow NFL on Fox. And I've got to say, I really like your designs, like your recent stuff with uh -huh. Fox because – I remember, I believe you were interning with the Chiefs, right, when you were there? Mm -hmm. um, that's where I met yeah. you, and we worked together for a season. And, you know, uh, under Jordan, I'm sure you've, you've learned a lot from him. And seeing your jump from what you were making at the Chiefs to now is insane to me because um, your stuff now looks, like, insane. Just, just yeah. phenomenal. So I just wanted to tell you that uh, before you. we got into the meat of this podcast. But... Um, what was your journey um, to get to where you are now? Like, talk to me about kind of how you started and then all of the different positions and different teams you've worked for um, on your way to working for uh, Fox. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
to the very the very beginning would be college. Uh, I went to college my freshman sophomore year, a small college, and I played softball. Um, I had a scholarship. I was pitcher. And then I tore my labrum and I was like, whoa, okay, what am I going to do with my actual life? <laughs> um, I ended up transferring to the University of Georgia and I knew that sports were going to have to be in my life. Like I couldn't. So I ended up getting a journalism degree because um, I, it was something I was interested in. Originally, I wanted to be on TV, kind of, maybe. Um, I did it and I was like, hmm, maybe behind the scenes is better. <laughs> and then I ended up working for the University of Georgia athletics, like football and softball and baseball and all of that um, as an uh, intern. And I was able to do all sports. And I that was the year, I guess it was my junior year of college that I decided I wanted to do graphic design. I had never done graphic design before in my life. I was like, I liked art in high school. I did like AP art and I've done photography, but I had never done graphic design. And my boss kind of was just like, Hey, do you want to try it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and that literally started my journey. All I did was watch YouTube videos and learn from her who she was also self-taught herself. Her name is Jen Gallus. She still works for Georgia. She's amazing. Um, but she taught me along with another girl, Dina, um, who works for, Turner Sports now, NBA on TNT, and she as well helped me kind of develop my style. And after that, it was basically like I did 500 cutouts. I kid you not, for like the first few months of my, I was like, oh God, I'm gonna be so good at this, it's all gonna be worth it. That's all I could do. And I just like couldn't figure it out, but it's really just practice. Um, and that's what got me a little bit further. And I was like, okay. So I finally graduated. I worked for, you know, University of Georgia Athletics the two years that I was there um, as I was a student. And then the Falcons, they're my home team. Like that's, you know, where I wanted to end up ultimately. Um, and I was like, I got to do whatever I do. And then my friend at Georgia was like, hey, Stacy, you should apply to this position. And I was like, oh, God, I will never get that. But I mean, I guess I'll apply. And it was like a seasonal um, like digital assistant. Um, and I did that and I got my call. It was the first job I had like applied to. Um, and I was so nervous and it was with my freaking home team. And I was just like, I will do anything. I will scrub floors. Like, I don't care. Um, and that honestly, that type of mentality is what they liked at the Falcons. They were like, okay, this girl, you know, is like wanting this opportunity, not, just, you know, taking advantage of it or anything. So uh, that's what really helped me there. And I was able to do multiple things. I, I shot the team, you know, I, I was out there on practice. I would do pregame with photo. I did a little video in the locker room um, during practices. And then uh, I was lucky enough, even though it wasn't in my job description, I connected with the graphic designer, Shay Rim. And I was like, annoying him. I was like, Shay, let me do things, please. Like, I I want, this is what I want to do. Like, I, I realized once I was doing other things, I love photography so much. Like, that, that's fun to me. But I realized that I wanted to do graphic design. And I wanted to get better and elevate myself. Um, and just kind of be in a place where I can compete and apply for jobs with around the NFL. Uh, so he was awesome and would give me little things here and there. I had wallpaper Wednesdays. If he was busy, he would give me a couple graphics here and there. Um, and then that's kind of, you know, towards the end of that season, it was getting to the end and I was so sad and I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I kind of realized like, 
it wasn't ready for me to go to a full-time job. Like I, I needed more time. I needed more practice with graphic design if that's what I wanted to be. Um, and so that's when I was just scrolling, I think on jobs like a month or two before my internship ended with the Falcons. And I saw this chief graphic design assistant and I was like, this is, this is something crazy. Like I've never moved out of my hometown, like Kansas city chiefs. I didn't know much, honestly, at the time I knew I loved Patrick Mahomes. Um, but other than that, I really didn't know much. I looked at their stuff. I liked it. And I was like, Hmm, whatever. Like, I'm not going to get this. And I applied and sure enough, Jordan, he contacted me and was like, Hey, we're interested. And I was like, I remember the day I was at the Falcons facility and I was like, Oh my God, like, am I really going to do this? Like, I I don't know. And I was, we like, I, no one was in the cafeteria at that moment. And I went and took the phone call down there and I was like shaking, talking to Jordan. And it's so funny that now that I know Jordan now, how nervous I was at that time, (laughs) I was like, Oh God. And he was just so awesome. And he like made me feel like, even though it was another internship quotes that I was applying for, he made me feel like I'm not an intern. Like I'm getting paid good. You're going to be treated right. You're going to have good opportunities. He always made me feel like even before hiring me, he made me feel like I was worthy. And that is something that I was chasing. Like from the day I graduated, I was like, I just want to go somewhere where I feel like they really need me. Like they, they are like, this girl is awesome. Like she's worth it. And, um, Jordan did that for me. He really did. He did that before I was hired, while I was hired, after I left, like he was so supportive of me. Um, And that chief's internship is really what pushed me to my next level, I feel like, and what made me um, considered for Fox Sports. I I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't looking for a job. Um, Fox Sports, the... uh, My current boss now saw my stuff on Twitter or saw me on a... Uh, like list of free agents or something. Yeah, Tony, Tony Hugh. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. I don't want to say that wrong. But Tony really helped me out. Um, he put me on that list of free agents. He was like, wait, I thought you were working for the Chiefs. I was like, I am, but it's not full time. And you never know. And I was on that list and I got a DM from Bryce. And it was like October at this point. I was like, the season just began. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, sorry, this is so long, by the way, because oh, I just you have, are like, good. Keep going. Time. Okay. I, okay. Okay. I'm almost there though. But, um, for the chiefs, I was like this. Oh, fuck, no, I don't even remember. You're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, oh yeah. He reached out to me. It was October. He was like, Hey, um, I saw your name on a list. I'm like, I, I, I know you're at the chiefs, but like was wondering if you would be interested in a p- potential position with MLB and NFL at Fox sports. And I was like, Oh, like, that sounds really awesome. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Like I'm committed to the chiefs right now. And I, I just can't leave mid seat. Like knowing how much I did for Jordan, it like broke my heart. I was like, I can't leave, but please, like, please, please, please keep me on a list. If anything comes out end of season, I'm like, I'm all yours. I would love, you know, Los Angeles is a place I always wanted to go. I saw myself there. Um, and the opportunity of that, just like the, my, sliding in my DMs, I was like, what? Like, is, is this real life? Like, is, I didn't even have to look for this job. Um, so it was really cool. And then it ended up being, I would say, 
two months later, they were like, hey, Stacy, <laughs> we are following up here and we really need someone for NFL. Our, our person left and we are um, looking for someone that is heavy graphic design, but has social experience. And we think you'd be a good fit. And I was like, you know what? I don't, they, they, they started talking numbers to me and like full-time benefits and all this. And I was like, whoa. And you know, I'm here as an intern of the Chiefs. And it's like, I knew that what I had done there, like Jordan had made me so much better as a, as a designer, as a coworker, like as a person, I can't thank him enough. Like he is incredible. And I felt like he had done enough for me, but it was the hardest decision. I'm not going to lie. Like of my professional career, no doubt, or maybe even my life, it was the hardest decision that I ever had to make to walk in the door and tell Jordan. And I tell you that day was the worst day of my life. Um, Jordan definitely saw me cry a lot, but it was funny because I sat down, I closed the door and I sat down and it was silent. And he goes, you're leaving me, aren't you? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Oh my goodness. how did he know this? Like that is how close me and Jordan had got. Like yes. he read me. I was like, oh God, you're making this even worse. <laughs> oh God, no, it was so hard. But at the end of the day, you know, he was there. He told me in the beginning, like, look, I'm here to help you get to your next job. Like this is, you know, you're helping me. You're awesome. Like all this, but I'm here to help you get to your next you know, level. He didn't necessarily think it would be cut short and he would have to like, you know, balance all that. So that really, you know, that's something that weighs heavy on me and it still, still does to this day, but him and Jesse, they freaking made it work. I don't know how won the freaking super bowl without, you know, a third person to help with graphic design. So they really freaking killed it without me. And I, I don't know, I couldn't have asked for a better mentor or person. And I, I need to rewind a little bit back to the Falcons where there were so many people there that I love and adore and to this day still connect with and have helped me. Like there are so many people that have helped me um, get to where I am. It's not just me. And I, I feel like that is one of the most, if not the most important thing, it's you got to have skill, but you have to be a good person. You have to be someone that people want to work with and you have to have, you have to network, you have to, you know, talk, you might have to have those uncomfortable conversations with higher up people, but, and I did it. I pushed myself, you know, when I was at the Falcons and those contacts, my Jordan even told me that Kara, who is the team photographer for the Atlanta Falcons, um, was the person that sold me to him and was the reason that I got, that job at the chiefs was my reference. So like, I can't express it enough to people that are younger. And I know we'll get into that later, but it is so important who you meet and what impact they have on you and what impact you have on them. Because I truly believe all in all my references are, are the reason I got to where I am. I might just, uh, <laughs> hit the record button and stop this podcast and post what you just said because that's all we need to talk about that was oh a lot and that was amazing that's perfect that's literally what i was at no don't I be sorry don't be sorry that's exactly okay. what people need to hear right now that aren't mm -hmm. in positions like yours and like me and like so many others that are in the sports world um a lot right. of people need to hear you know, other people's stories and experiences 
to give them motivation and inspiration to get to where they want to go. And that's the whole reason I made this podcast. Um, it's called Get the Shot, but it doesn't mean like literally hit the record button and get the shot. It means yeah. um, how do we help other creatives who are aspiring creatives get their shot at, mm-hmm. you know, doing this full time. And um, that's where the name comes from. Yeah. And that your story is perfect. I mean, you started off, I didn't know this. I didn't know you were a softball player. Um, yeah. It's crazy how <laughs> I think last guest I had Tyson on, he was one year away from being a lawyer before he oh my gosh, interned for crazy. BYU Athletics. And then now he's a full-time content creator at Clemson. Wow. I was yeah. a mechanical engineer my freshman year. And <laughs> yes. next year I'm picking up a camera and now I'm you nowhere. You never know. It's, it's insane. And, I mean, you know, my major was education when I went into <laughs> college. So I, I, I am not that. I mean, I love kids. That was probably my reason. Yep. But like, it is so important. I mean, I didn't know until I was probably 22, which is very young. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't know until I was 22 that this is what I wanted to do. I'm 25 yeah. now. I'm young. I'm blessed like to be where I'm at. Like, no doubt. I know I'm young and I know this industry though is getting younger and younger. Um, and I cannot stress enough how important relationships are and how important, uh, and internships are like the, those two internships is what I, what got me my job. Like without that experience, it sucks because people want to graduate college and then they think, okay, I need to have a full-time job. This is, mm-hmm. this is it. Like if I don't have it within a year, I, I'm not worth it. And that's just not the case. Like I trust me, did not want to be an intern for two years. I really didn't actually, I guess it was four years because I was an intern at Georgia for two years. And I just felt like I was always like an intern. And and then like just the reason though that I kept doing that is because I know I needed the experience. It doesn't matter if you are the bottom level at the company, like you can make an impact no matter what. And that, and people, I think it definitely matters what company you're at and who are around you. And that's uh, what was, was a big thing for me going into Fox sports. I was like, this is my full-time job. Like I need to make sure this work environment is what I want to be in. I want to make sure that my boss is going to support me um, no matter what. And I'm just so freaking lucky. Like I, I, I really do. I feel like I'm lucky uh, with all of the bosses that I've had. And specifically right now, just, uh, I just can't, I know we'll probably go into more things, but just the internships and the relationships are what got me here. There is no doubt in my mind. Yep. Um, and I think it's 100%. so important. People don't just graduate and get a full-time job. If you do, kudos to you. Great job. But if you don't, you're talking to someone <laughs> who did and it's fine. Both you know, of like, us. I got an internship yes. after college. I'm in the same boat. Uh, yeah. I went straight to the Chiefs as an intern. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I, I only had two options. I said this in the last episode, but I'm either going to work very hard and get a full-time position at the Chiefs, or I'm going to work very hard and get a position somewhere else. But the exactly. important part is the working hard. Like you had to, yes. you know, put in work during your internships in order to get better. You do. And I... I think that's a very important like point because with my two years, I did see people go in and maybe like not realize how blessed they were to be in that opportunity. Like I, that's something that frustrates me a little bit. Um, just because I don't care what people are doing. If you have a 
any type of job at the Atlanta Falcons or the Kansas City Chiefs or any team in the NFL or any professional sports team, college team, all of that, like, it's an honor to be there. It's it's on your name. Like, it's on your resume. You, I, I feel like no matter what it is, no matter what the job, even if it's not something you love, like, trust me, we all go through the things that we hate. Like, even in your full-time job, you're, you're never going to have a perfect job ever. Um, and if you did, then it's probably not going to last. <laughs> um, but I always feel like you should always push yourself harder and harder. Like there should never be, you know, if you're staying still, you're not in the right place. Um, you should always be trying to reach the next, you know, my, my next thing is trying to manage people. Like, so Bryce, who is my current boss is giving me more and more opportunity to manage people and interns and freelancers and tell them what, you know, we need for this week and what can I give them and all that thing. And like, that's very important to me because I solely intend on moving up like that. I don't ever want to stop. Like, uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely lucky where I am and, um, to have a boss that truly cares about you and your goals and what's next for you. I mean, the company, my boss's boss, Nick Rago, like everyone is for me, supporting me and wants to know what my next goals are and wants to help me get there. And that Fox sports, like come join the crew guys, because we are building, it is getting better and bigger and we want all of the creatives, all of them. So if you ever see an opportunity, don't feel, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I will send your name over to people that need to see it. Um, we're here to support people Shoot in the your community shot. and just get better. Yep. Yeah. Shoot your shot. I mean, th yes. that's basically right. what, how you got your job. Where did you say from the DMs or did they yeah, reach out to you? The they reached out to me. Okay. But but they, uh, oh, that was another thing. I was going to encourage people, post your work, post your work. Yep. It's, it's annoying. Like, I know you see sometimes like it's a, a, like this person's posting their work again. Well, someone is going to see it and love it. Like, you you know, maybe, maybe post your best work. I don't know. I, I'm like particular on what I do, but I make sure the things that I love and my best stuff that I put on Twitter because Twitter is where I got my job, one, and two, where everyone who doesn't know me sees my stuff and gives me potential opportunities elsewhere, um, freelance work, all of that stuff. Like, show your work. Make sure your portfolio is up to date. Yeah. 100% agree. That's all how, that. that's same thing with yeah. me. That's how I got my jo job right now at Let yep. Fly Media. Yeah. I post my work all the time when I was at the Chiefs and I would retweet everything and mm -hmm. say, look, look what I did today. And I it, know. It was and like, you're killing it. It was just like, um, <laughs> just smartly building your social channel as a portfolio. So then it's going to exactly. reach more eyeballs. And, you know, both mm -hmm. my bosses saw that they reached out to me because they knew I was the one yeah. behind those videos. And then they were like, Hey, do you want a job at Let Fly? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So yes, good advice that. on posting your jobs. I think we're going to jump into the call-ins yes. now because you've got some great nuggets and okay. I want to give these people <laughs> a chance to ask us some questions before okay. you cover them which you basically already covered everything. I know. Um, okay. All right. I'm our first, yep, stuff, you're good. You're good. Our first person okay. is Nick. Yo, what's Hi, going Nick. on, Nick? Oh, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Uh, how's, how's it going with you? What's up? It's going good, man. I'm uh, trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, aren't we all? Um, so I got yes. Stacy on the line right now. Uh, she works as a graphic graphic designer for NFL Fox. Um, obviously, 
you know me, I'm at Let It Fly Media, do a little bit for the NFL. Um, let's just start off with a little bit about yourself and where you're at now, if you're a student, if you're working, whatever, um, just so we have some context of your situation and then we could better answer your questions and then feel free to shoot your question right after you intro yourself. All right, cool. So uh, my name is Nick. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, I graduated high school in 2016. Uh, I went to college, got a degree in uh, radio and TV production. Um, it was a local community college, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, but I mean, my ultimate goal is to be a videographer with the NFL and work in sports. I knew from a young age that's what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> oh, that kind of segues into my first question. Um, so, like, I, I went to a community college. So from your knowledge of who you've worked with and who you've seen, does it really matter if you didn't go to a big name school? Like I know you went to, uh, to Georgia. Uh, is it experience over name value? Um, I, I don't think so. I, you know, I'm a believer in if your work is good and if your, you know, what you put on your reel, your portfolio, your website, if that is good, I could care less where you went to school. I could care less if you even went to, you know, if you even did go to college, like, if your work stands out and you know you have a portfolio or a website that shows that you're you know you're able to you know put together good content it doesn't matter you know what college you went to um I don't think it's that big of a deal that you went to a smaller school versus someone who went to a bigger school um now you know someone who went to a bigger school might be or might get a advantage in terms of networking and, you know, having connections from the people um, that went through their school, because obviously bigger school, bigger alumni network, like they might get an advantage in that area. But in terms of ultimately at the end, when you're applying to places, I don't think there's a huge emphasis on where you went to school. Stacy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to totally agree with that. Um, and you're 22. And when I was 22, that's kind of when I figured out what I wanted to do. And that's when I started my first of two internships. And that's what I was just telling Billy earlier. Like, I, I don't care where you went to school. I am out. I'm the same, same exact way. I don't care if you went to school. I definitely think it's what your portfolio shows. And the only way that you can get your portfolio better is by experience. Um, not everyone wants to be an intern out of college, but I was twice, two full years. Um, and it did wonders for me. I think it is so important no matter where you do, like, even if you have an internship at a smaller place, cool. And work your way to maybe like a team, you can do it. Like I, I have full faith, just make sure your relationships at that place are so important. Your references, that's, what's going to help you get to the next place. And don't be afraid to have internships and don't be afraid to be 23, 24, 25 and have an internship. It doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. People don't look at when you were born or when you graduated high school. They look at what type of person you are and what you bring to the table. So I think you're totally fine and you just need to look for that first opportunity, whether that is an internship, freelance, you know, anything to just get you a little bit more experience on your portfolio. That's, that's really good to know. Just like, so that's been one of the things holding me back. It's like that little voice saying, well, you didn't go to a big school, so you might not. No. It's good to know. Um, yes. It kind of goes and segues into another question. Um, what's the best way of getting noticed? Like getting your work noticed, networking, kind of just you know getting eyes on your uh, you know portfolio, <laughs> your product. 
Okay, so I'm a big fan of Twitter. I think it's the best place to display your work. I think the more you post, um, and I say post your best work, um, that way people can see what you have to offer like at your best level. And then um, as you're posting, that's when you're going to gain more followers. That's when you're going to gain more eyes on your stuff. And Twitter is actually like where I got my job. Like someone DM'd me because they had seen my stuff. So I really uh, support Twitter and all it has to offer because I mean, it's free reign on there, you know, be smart. Don't be like crazy cuckoo on Twitter and then post your work. Like, you know, be pretty professional, but you know, never feel afraid to reach out to other people online, ask them questions. Most people in this community, the creative community are wanting to help others succeed. So anytime you have any question, but I think the first part is, I mean, definitely have, uh, I would say like a, a site for your portfolio as well. Um, but I would use Twitter to kind of amplify that. Um, I think it's the best place in, or I think it's the best social platform to help kind of get your work out there and get more eyes on of, on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll add to that. Um, definitely Twitter, uh, Instagram is also a good spot. Just using social media to your advantage is definitely the best way to get eyes on your work because that's where most people are these days. And that's how, you know, Stacy got her job now. That's how I got my job now um, is by posting my work. And, um, you know, if, if the Chiefs were to post content that I shot or edit it, I would retweet that or reshare it or screenshot it or something um, just to let others know that, hey, this is something cool I did. I'd love if you check it out. And then eventually my current bosses now are the ones that eventually saw that found out who was doing the cool work, DM'd me, and now I'm at um, where I'm at now at Let It Fly Media. So definitely using social media as a way to uh, get people to notice your names is definitely our our the, like top goal, I would say, for you. Um, and then what Stacy said about having your website, um, I would definitely you know include that in your bio where you know in Twitter you could put it under your um, your profile name or whatever in your bio or on Instagram, there's a website section for your website. That's where I think if you can get people to, you know, see your work and then get them to click on your link and see more of your work, that's kind of like the system you need to have is kind of use the front face of your social to attract people and potential people that are in hiring positions to get them to click on your website. And then once they get to your website, you need to have it um, formatted to where it's really easy for them to see your best work. Like right away, when they click on that link, the very next thing they see should be your reel or your you know best couple of pieces. They shouldn't have to click through other things within your website to get to where you're trying to get them to go. Just make it really easy on them. And I think that's one of the best routes for um, you know showing off your work to more people. That's awesome. And so for the final question, um, the kind of like a little two-parter. So someone like me wants to end up in the NFL and as a videographer. Um, two-parter, two what's the most important thing you think I should know? And then what's the most common misconception that I'm going to be told while trying to achieve that goal? Um, so the first part was what what's the most important thing for you to know? Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing for you to know as someone who's trying to get to the NFL is that 
excluding this year because of COVID, obviously this year is going to be way harder to get in to any anywhere, any league, any team, any sports. Um, but outside of COVID, I think the most important thing is just to be patient and know that it's not going to happen right away. It's really hard to there's, – there's only so many spots – in all of the NFL, like there's only mm-hmm. so many positions to be had. And most of the times those positions are going to be filled. So you kind of have to wait until there's openings or there's internships offered at these teams and kind of attack in those moments, like right right before, um, I guess wouldn't be the before the season starts, but whenever like the spring where they start posting internship positions or seasonal positions, that's kind of the opportunity for you to apply and try to get one of those positions Um, and just be patient. If, you know, if a round of application goes and you don't get it, then you have a full year until to build your real, build your experience and get better from where you were then to apply again the following year and know that, you know, even if you get a no the first or second or third time you try, like if you take that no and use it to get better for the following year, the following round of applications, then that's the best way to, I think, go about it is because eventually someone's going to give you a shot. Someone's going to remember your name. Someone's going to see the work from your social and um, give you a chance. Um, and then the second part of your question was, remind me again, what was the second part? It was the most, what's the most common misconception that, that I'm probably going to be told while trying to, you know, achieve that goal. Uh, most common misconception. Hmm. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, it, I guess. I guess would it, would it be a misconception that people told you that you couldn't do it or like if it's too big of a goal to reach, like that'd be a misconception. Like yeah. no position is out of reach. You just got to work for it. Um, if you're not good enough to be in the NFL, you might be good enough to be at the college level. If you're not good enough to be at the college level, you might be good enough for a JUCO division. If you're not good enough for junior college, you might be good enough for high school. If you're not good enough for high school football, you're definitely good enough for middle school football. I promise you, if you reach out to every single <laughs> middle school in your area, there will be a coach who's fired up about his team and he'll let you on the field and shoot. And mm-hmm. if that's where you're at, then you know where you're at and you know how to work up to the next level and get better. Like once you're done with middle school, go to high school. Once you're done with high school, go to your local junior college, once you're done it there and done getting better, by the time you make it up to college or in the NFL, you'll have a massive, real, massive amount of experience, um, you know, to shoot your shot at all these NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think another important thing, too, um, I'm not sure what what city are you in? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm in New York, Long Island. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um one thing that I did to shoot my shot, I don't know what connections you have, but I think I might've even looked on LinkedIn. Like this was like crazy. I was like, you know, I'm not that great of a graphic designer, but I'm just going to message this art director at the Atlanta Hawks 
and I'm going to be like, Hey, can I meet with you? Like, I'm not expecting anything, but I, I just want to meet with someone and let them look at my stuff and tell them how I can get better. Um, that is what I did. Uh, and to this day, she remembered me because I just like, she set up a meeting was like, yeah, sure. I got time. You know, she's like so freaking busy. Um, and she had time, like people are going to take the time. If you reach, you know, reach out to however many people you want, even if you can just get like people remember the people that are down low, that are trying to get to the top, they remember you. Um, I think it's important to just, if you have any team, any, you know, college, anything in your area, if you can talk to like an athletic director or just something or, you know, director of videography. Um, I think those are very like important steps in one networking and building your name, your personal brand, which is really important um, in this industry, honestly. Um, I think that would help a lot for sure. I think just, I can't stress enough how important it is to try um, to network and meet people. Uh, You never know who that person is going to know. Um, 100%. You just never know. I want to thank you guys so much for allowing me to ask questions. This is honestly awesome. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thanks for coming coming on. Thanks for um, calling in and asking those questions. Um, hope, hopefully sure, those help. You, for sure. Have a good rest yeah. of your night. Yes. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Th- those were some good questions. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's only 22 years old, which people don't realize that's still really young. That's so young. I mean, yeah. I He's, he's got plenty of plenty plenty of years ahead. Um, what's your kind of piece right. of advice to those who, um, you know, might not maybe maybe they're not on social media as much. Maybe they're not networking as mm-hmm. much. Like, what's your what would you say to someone to get them to do more networking? Like, how how important is it to actually network? Yeah, I don't know if this is something that's worth it for your podcast, but my honest, brutal opinion is social media is important. And if it's not something that you're good at, I think it is something that you need to become good at if if you want to make it in the sports industry specifically. A hundred percent. Like I, I remember my Twitter right now, I started it. I don't know what year it was, but I had zero followers. I remember it just going to 10 followers and that, you know, it's slowly grow it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Like I see people out there with less than a hundred followers putting out amazing work. Like it doesn't necessarily matter how many followers you have, even though we all care about it. Like, don't get me wrong. I really think that if you are not a social media person and you're trying to get in this industry and you need a way in, just get out of your comfort zone and start, start a Twitter, start an Instagram, just start being annoying and asking people questions. Like it's fine. Like people, you know, some people are going to be not the nicest. Maybe they don't respond. Maybe they just don't have time for you, whatever. But there are diamonds out there in the rough that will take you in under your wing. And I'm one of those specific people because so many people helped me get to where I am. I, I just cannot wait for me to pay it forward. I cannot, like I have just been so blessed and I, I just really can't wait to, you know, do the same for others. So anyone ever, ever have a question, like reach out to me hundred percent. Yeah. I, I get, get back I, to you when I have time. <laughs> I get questions all the times and most of them always starts out with like, I'm sorry for bothering you or I know. I'm sorry for yeah. this or that. Like, don't be sorry. Like no. 
We've all uh, been not, there. Yeah, just just send it, ask your question, and if they, they don't if they don't respond, then just move on to the next person. Maybe they're busy, maybe they didn't see it. Um, but you yeah. gotta ask questions. You gotta reach out to people. Um, it's super important to network through social media because I don't think it's you know really much of a thing to network in person at events as much anymore for our it's not our industry our creative circle whatever like different yeah it it all happens on social too yep yeah especially with covid like it's 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 all happening on social all right Mm -hmm. our next call-in is gonna be abby Oh, there, there you are. Anyway, Abby, yeah. how's it going? Sorry, I was I was looking at my phone. I'm sorry, y'all. No, you're good. All good. Okay. Uh, how, how's it going tonight? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing good. great. Um, I got Stacy on the line. She's a graphic designer with NFL Sports. Hi, Stacy. Um, Hi. Let's start off with an intro from you of just who you are, what you're doing now, if you're a student, if you're working, whatever, just so we have some context, and then you can shoot us your first question. Um, hi. Yeah. Okay. My name is Abby Solzik. I'm 17 and I'm a senior in high school and I'm based out of Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm just aspiring, working to be a content creator and yeah. Awesome. Wow. Um, you're so young. <laughs> I love this. What's, God, uh, I wish I started then. Same here. I, I didn't start into a college, right? so you already have a head start. Yeah, when did y'all both, you, yeah, there you go. First question. When did y'all both start, I guess? Uh, Stacy, you start. <laughs> Okay. Um, honestly, starting in this industry, I was like 21, 22. So mm-hmm. you got a good like four years ahead <laughs> of me, five, I don't even know. Um, you are in great shape. And just the fact that you're asking questions right now <laughs> is, uh, that's the first step. <laughs> How about you? When did yeah. you get in this? So I picked up my first camera my the summer after my freshman year in college. So kind of like okay. a year and a half from where you're at. Um, but I, I didn't know right then and there I wanted to be, you know, a creative in this industry. That probably didn't happen mm-hmm. until maybe even my senior year. Like, uh, so that's that's only three years ago. Like, <laughs> a, a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. and and A lot can happen. I started yeah. late and I'm always thinking in my head, like, what would have happened if I had a camera? when I was in high school. Yeah. Right? Like I always like, I always what? think about that. Like what happened what would have happened if I started mm-hmm. or if I'd known I wanted to do this back then in high school? Cause you know, even though high school feels like a long time mm-hmm. ago, I still remember me in high school and I was not doing anything remotely close <laughs> to creating content. So the fact that you're a senior in high school and you know what you want to do is an advantage on us. So that's the thing there. That's kind of like my first question. I guess that was second question, but I think this is a very interesting like field, but I'm at that kind of point right now where I'm like, Oh, I want to go to like my big school. I'm trying to go to is Vanderbilt, but I'm also like, Oh, I want to go to Clemson. And I'm just like, there's just, I feel like all, there's always that question of people asking you, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to call college? And I'm just like, I don't know. My first question, I guess would be how to make that like, it's hard for everyone, I guess, but to make that decision that you want to go like full force, like being a content creator and picking that like level of actually wanting to do it and dedicating time to it, I guess. Yeah, that that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think all decisions in life are hard and, you know, everyone, every day, every, you know, part of their life is, 
they're all making hard decisions. Like I, it was a hard decision for me to pick which college I wanted to go to. I never visited the University of Arkansas. I've never he heard of it before. I'd never heard of Razorback before I applied. And I picked to go there almost on a whim. Like I just wanted to choose. I based my decision off who had, you know, the most similar drumline to my high school, which has nothing to do with content creating. But drumline was the only thing I knew I wanted to do in college. So I basically just YouTube all the colleges around me. I'm, I'm from Dallas, Texas. And, you know, the one college that stood out was University of Arkansas. And I was like, I've never been, I've never visited campus, but I'm just going to apply in YOLO. I get there and two years in is when I, you know, figure out what I want to do with my life. And, and there's no way I could have predicted that prior to that decision. Like, I think you just got to make a decision and go for it. If it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, then adjust and reevaluate and then make another decision. Like it's okay if you make the wrong decision versus the right decision. Um, in my opinion, I think you just, you just got to make a decision. Like you, you can't just go stand there in the middle. Like you just got to choose one and go. And if it's, if it's the correct decision, that's awesome. Keep going. If it's the wrong decision, it's not the wrong decision because it actually becomes the right decision because that's the reason you pivoted and, you know, turn onto a better path or do whatever, you know, you figure out then. Like it's all going to work out in the end is my long answer to that. All righty. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle position almost. I feel Let like. me just tell you, girl, you choose what college you want to go to. I guarantee you, whether it's Clemson, whether it's Vanderbilt, whether it's a state, JUCO, whatever you do, go where you want to go for you. Um, the, the college experience you're going to get. And when you go to that college network, get the connections there. It doesn't matter what college it is. I'm telling you, like it, it could be D1. It could be D3. It could be a Duco. Go get the connections. I'm assuming you want to work in sports. Go directly to the athletic department. Be like, look, I'm here. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to be involved in content. I swear I did this girl. I did this at the university of Georgia. I went, oh, I forgot to tell you that belly actually. I went there when I, I like transferred because I used to play softball at a small college and I went to a big school and I was like, I still need sports in my life. And I went to the athletic director and I was like, hi, I just transferred here and it's August and I know all of the like content positions are full. What can I do? Like, I, I was like, I will do anything. And he was like, well, we actually have like this digital media department and she has like interns every semester if you want to talk to her. I talked to her that day and she hired me. So like it is possible to be an intern, to be that student content creator wherever you go. If you have the drive and you talk to someone who is in the athletics, they're they're going to point you to the right person. So I, I think you should absolutely go where your heart wants to go, whether that's Vanderbilt or Clemson. Don't worry about con like whether or not one, your major, it doesn't even matter until after two years. So you're going to go through that two years and figure out what you want to do because you're going to do all your basics like science and math and, the, you know, that stuff in your first two years. So you'll be able to figure out exactly what you want by then. But I really just feel like you should go where the heart desires and just connect to the athletic department as soon as you get there. That's my number one advice. It worked for me. I know it can work for other people. <laughs>
That's some pretty good advice right there. I'll definitely take that into consideration. Okay. Um, I think my next question would be, so like I'm in high school right now, like I said, and I kind of have like a, an immaculate fear of posting content on my like Instagram. Cause there's like some, I posted like a reel, I posted some photos and I'm like, I make take football photos. That's mainly what I'm doing right now. Cause I'm also in volleyball too, but I'm kind of have a fear that I'm going to post content and people aren't going to like it, or it's not going to get that much exposure. And then I'll want to delete it or archive it. And I was wondering if you guys like faced similar adversities like that early in your career and how you kind of overcame it. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, I was just telling Billy, I remember when I started my Twitter and I had like 10 followers and I was like, Oh God, like, how am I going to build this up? But you know, you just got to shoot your shot. I, in my personal opinion, I don't think don't post every single thing you do. Cause then it's, you know, it's too much, but what you, what you think is the best, I think you should put on there. And then honestly, girl, like the later, the more that I the better I became, the more I went back on my stuff. And I was like, you know, I could archive this or I could delete it because you're only going to get better. But as for you right now, choose, choose what you think is your best or have like send it to someone who's in the industry. Like you can reach out to me. I don't care. And be like, is this enough to, you know, do you think this is good enough to put on my portfolio or how can I make it better so that it's, it's good to post. I think it's totally normal to have those like fears of, people not liking it. I'm not going to lie. I still get that when I post mine. I mean, that on Instagram, I'll be like, Oh, no one's going to like this. Like, it's so stupid, but everyone still feels the same way. And it doesn't matter. Like I am a, have my full-time job and I'm doing fine, but I still worry about it. So what you are doing is completely normal. I think what you think is your best work. You definitely should showcase it and be as active as you can on social media. I know you know, it's, it's tough and you might be like a little reserved and all that, but like, I think it's a very good way to get into this industry and have people get eyes on your work. Like you, you got to do it. Um, there's, that's, that's the way, um, and you're only going to get better. You know, you'll look, everyone looks back at their first stuff and look like, Oh my God, this is what I did. <laughs> like, so don't even worry about that. The fact that you care, um, just proves that you're going to be just getting better and better. But how about you, Billy? <laughs> yeah, uh, 100%. I'm going to say something, I guess, not aggressive, but a little more or forward. But <laughs> who cares what other people think about you your stuff? Go. <laughs> like, are you posting for them or are you posting for yourself? True. Obviously, you should be posting for yourself because... <laughs> There's there's only positives that come from posting your work. No one is going to not hire you because they saw your work and liked it. Like no one you're you're just putting you're just giving yourself a better chance at getting hired through social media, which is what happened to Stacy, which is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Our bosses saw our work on social, DM'd us and met with us and that's how we got hired. Like you're only increasing your odds of that happening if you post. If you don't post, then that's that's okay. That's also an okay move, but you're decreasing the chances you have at the important people in seeing your work. And for everybody else seeing your work, if they don't like it, then they can unfollow you. And maybe it's, <laughs> You know, uh, maybe you're afraid of your, like your friends not liking it or something. If if they don't like your work, then they're not your friends. 
and you've got four years in college to make new friends. So I would just say, and then worst case, let's say, you know, everything I just said doesn't work after we end this call, make a second account that's only for professional stuff. Start fresh and make it your portfolio account and say, okay, here, I'm just going to post all my work here. No one's following me, so there's there should be no fear of, you know, fear of others. <laughs> you know, I, I, I totally yeah. understand a lot of people like that, yeah. deal with that anxiety of, you know, my followers not liking the stuff I post or whatever. I, I totally get it. I don't have it as much in me, but I understand other people do. Then make a second account. Start fresh. Start with zero followers and start posting your stuff. Link that account in your current account's bio so that maybe mm-hmm. yep. if someone's interested, if someone sees that, oh, you have a second account, you can go to it. And then the people that do end up following your new account are only going to be people who like your work because they wouldn't follow you if it wasn't something that they liked. So then you know for sure those followers are on your side. For sure. I like that a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. One more short question I have kind of directed at Stacy mainly. Go um, for it. Do you guys think that, or I guess both of y'all, but do you think that women specifically have a disadvantage in this field? Like, have you ever encountered something like that, Stacy? Okay. Well, one, yes, I guess I have encountered that, but two, no, I do not think like, okay. I am a huge believer in the work that you put forward is what's going to get you to where you are. Like I, you could be a male, a female, uh, in between whatever you want to be. And if you work hard, I swear, like it's, that's all that matters. I a hundred percent, like no doubt being a woman and, and especially in sports, it might be, it's a little tough. Sometimes you get a little discouraged, like, Oh, maybe they won't respect me the same way that they would respect a male in this position. Um, and that sucks to think about. Um, and I do, I actually have a lot of friends that feel that way too. Um, but I've kind of trained my head before I started my internships right out of college that I was like, look, I know that women in sports, it's hard and everyone wants to work in sports. Like I just feel like it's hard because everyone, like it's a fun job and everyone wants to do it. But my mentality, I changed it to be like, not afraid of being a woman in sports, but being proud and working hard and proving that I am just as important as a male or anyone that's in this company, because I don't, I don't care what I am. Like I'm going to prove what I am with what I put forward. And I I feel like it's really important. I know there's definitely going to be times where you experience it and maybe a, a man talks over you or doesn't, um, give you the respect that you need. But the best way to retaliate on that is to just work harder and prove even more so why you're better than whoever was rude and disrespected you. Like I, I am all about respect and just people in general, no matter what they are, equality, like I'm all for it. I, I just, I truly believe that if you are a good person and you work hard, you will get to where you need to be. Um, it, It is tough. Don't, I don't want to lie and be like women in sports are treated just the same. Um, it's not always that case, but I, I will say it depends on where you are. And I feel like your work environment is very important. So observe that before you make any huge decisions, like full-time, especially an internship, you can deal with some rough environments, even though it's not ideal. But like when you 
ultimately when you make that decision and like, God, I don't know, however many years, cause you're so young, but yeah, when you make that decision, just work environment and who you're going to work for and what they think of you is going, is only going to help you. Like if you're going into a place knowing that they're already not really showing you're worth it and like, not like just know you are worth it. And like, you need to end up in a place where they make you feel like that. Like no matter what, no matter if you're a woman or a man, no matter anything. I, I just, I'm, and I, I can see it in you and I don't even know you. I feel like you do work hard and I just can't wait to see her be a freaking director in like two years. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. No, yeah, you're, you're, you are in the right spot and asking these questions is exactly what you need to do. Um, but just girl power, just do it. Just yes, prove them wrong. Power. Prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything to add, Billy, on that? I mean, I think she kind of stole the show there. Yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> all I'm going to say is that there are some amazing women in sports that I know of that I've met through my short time working at the Chiefs. And, you know, they kind of all show the same common denominator. And that's just hard work and determination and not letting, you know, anyone kind of get in the way of what they believe in and what they want to do. Like, you control what you can control. If someone's, you know, a little rude to you, mean to you, then that's their fault. That's their problem. If I ever experience someone that's mean or that's rude or that's just not my vibe, I, it's hard, but I, in my head, I, I try to think and just almost feel sorry for them. Like, I'm sorry that you're in a position that you have to be negative to, towards others. Um, and that's something that, you know, I try to think about every day if I ever encounter any negativity um, is that, you know, just just worry about what you, what what's in front of you and what's, you know, what's inside your head because you can't control what other people are thinking or what other people are um what their thoughts are on your work or whatever. Um, I, I'll probably agree with what Sydney had to say. Like, it, I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't exist. There's definitely, you know, bad apples out there that are going to make it hard or, you know, give you a disadvantage because you're a woman trying to get into sports. Um, and to, to them, I'd say, you know, you just keep doing you and let them do them. And, you know, eventually you'll end up on top. Like it, it might not look like that at first or initially, but over time you will be the winner coming out. Yeah. So I also think something super important is confidence, even though, okay. Anyone that like knows me personally, I'm really not the most like, Woo, confident person but you have to act it like you do and especially in this industry I remember I thought I was an intern with the Falcons and intern with the Chiefs and I remember just sometimes maybe I was in places I shouldn't have been I don't know but I acted confident like you you just got to know like one you're a part of a team and you're worth it um you have access to if you're in a, a position like that even college athletics if you have like I was on the field like I remember being like oh, this is questionable. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk with confidence because I need to get from A to B and I'm not doing anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like the more you are like timid and like, oh, should I, 
should I walk through this where the players are like things like that? If you question it, the more sketchy you look, like just be confident. You're a woman. You have a purpose. Um, no matter what you're doing, I know you have a purpose and you're not just going to be like, don't be out there like taking advantage of things. Like that's the last thing you should do. But I will say like, just be confident, even in situations where you don't feel it. Um, confidence really helps. And especially as a woman, um, I feel like men can be intimidated by a confident woman. Like, wow, she knows what she's doing. Maybe we should let her do that. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's a very important thing. And I need to, I need, I'm, I'm talking to myself when I give that advice too. I, I gotta, I gotta be better with it. I appreciate that. That was some very good advice. Um, that's all the questions I think I have for tonight, guys, but I appreciate you letting me come on the podcast, Billy, and talking to both of y'all tonight. And yeah, thank you. That's all I have for right now. Good luck. I know you're going to kill it. Yes, ma'am. Thank Thank you you so much. Good luck (laughs) with your uh, future college decision. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night, y'all. Bye. Female call in. And you're our first female guest. I'm glad we're we're starting to get more females on the podcast. Um, Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's super important. Um, I think it's super important to get more females into sports because I'll be honest, at the Chiefs, there weren't that many females. No. And I know that's just one organization out of 32. Jordan's like the only one that hires females. She's (laughs) literally the, I mean, Anna's there, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Jordan did tell me, he was like, girls listen better. He was like, and my dad has always told me this. He was like, I was a coach for, you know, little league, like boys and girls always listen better. It's just no offense to men. But it's just like, they, we do kind of feel like we have to work a little bit harder, you know, like that's just a given, like, if we're, if you're a woman, no matter sports industry or just the work industry in general, you have to work a little bit harder and you have to prove your worth and it's hard. But like I said, if you have that confidence, no one's going to be able to stop you. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Next up. I think this is our last one. We've got okay. Robert. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I've got uh, Stacy go on the line. <laughs> go Chiefs. <laughs> I've got uh, Stacy on the line. She used to work for the Chiefs. Now she works as a graphic designer for NFL Fox. And let's just start off with an intro from you, where you're at, um, if you're a student, if you're working, whatever. And then uh, you could hit us with your first question. All right, awesome. Um, so I am in my last year at Boston University. Um, I study uh, film production. I got into the whole photography and like LCC world probably about over a year ago, just a little bit. Unfortunately, my school doesn't really do much as far as that goes. Um, We don't even have a football team. Uh, So um, I've kind of had to go out and do my own stuff, which has basically just been getting um, like photo passes to different events and stuff. And up in New England, we haven't had much as far as athletics go for COVID. So I've actually, uh, the past couple of months, just done a lot of, um, motorsports photography, which has been nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm in my last year, so I'm considering, uh, going to grad school, but that was, that kind of leads me into my question for you guys. Um, so obviously I kind of want to get into the whole, um, sports photography, LCC world, what would you suggest as far as grad school goes? I've thought about um, journalism and going down like a photojournalism pathway, 
I've also thought about media science. Um, BU has a program called Emerging Media, which seems kind of interesting. So I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I'll start. Uh, you know, I I thought about grad school when I was at University of Arkansas, kind of because um, they had this documentary kind of fifth year option that we could take as journalism students and. Um, I think one of the big reasons I thought about it was because I I didn't really know what I wanted to do next. Um, and I kind of just used that as, okay, well, I'm an undergrad now. I'll just go to grad school for another year, and then I'll see what happens after that. So um, if, that's, if that's a similar situation that you might find yourself in where you – since maybe you don't really know exactly what to do next. So grad school is kind of like the only, only sensible option. Um, personally, in my honest opinion, I don't think you need it. Uh, if your goals are to be in sports photography and, you know, be an LCC, you do not need a grad school education level education to do those things. Um, so I don't know. So, so to me, I just don't see the logic in going to grad school if what you want to do, I don't think requires it. Um, if you, you know, instead of spending the next two years or wh however long at grad school and you spent all that time that you would have, you know, been in class, been in lectures, working on your thesis or whatever, out in the field with your camera practicing for two years, you'll be in a much better position to be where you want to be after two years taking that route versus the grad school route um, based on my experience of putting in reps and putting in time to get better at something. Yeah. In my opinion too, like if, if grad school is something that was your goal and that's just something that you wanted to do your whole life, go for it, like do it. But if you do want to be like an LCC or something like that, I would say while you are in grad school, try as much as you can to get those opportunities um, and the networking. Like I know right now it's really hard because of COVID, but I like personally, if you had to do grad school, I agree with Billy. I, I don't think you need it to be um, successful in sports photography and videography. Um, but if you, if that's something that you want to do, like, feel free to do it. And I think out of those options that you did talk about emerging media, um, that one was something really new to university of Georgia when I was leaving and people were really hyping that up. And I feel like there are probably some opportunities within, if you are going the grad school route and like you need to, or, you know, just wanted to get that degree that there should be opportunities within there. And I would try if there's any type of sports angle at, in any of those degrees, definitely do that. Um, Cause like Billy said, the only way that you're going to get better is by getting more on your portfolio and getting more experience. Um, I do agree with those two years. If you are getting your degree and making the time to go out and shoot, like he's saying, great. I think you would have more time if you didn't have school, like I said, everyone always has their own plans. But if you, I really think emerging media, that was something that I even considered when I was a, at Georgia. But um, 
I kind of went the same route. I was like, should I do grad school? But then my parents kind of actually told me, they were like, Stacy, these two years of those internships were your grad school. Like, you know, I wasn't paid in a lot. I was living at home. Like, it was just, it felt like I was in school, even though it wasn't school. Like, I had a job Monday through Friday and, you know, Sundays because football. But that was my version of grad school for me because it made me 5,000 times better than how I was when I graduated. Um, and I would 5,000%, why, why am I saying 5,000? I would suggest getting internships. And even it, like for me personally, I had, to, I had an internship and I was like, you know what, I'm not done getting better. I, I want a specific, like, I was just like a digital intern at the Falcons. And I was like, I want to be more specific. So then my next internship, I was a graphic design intern because that's where my passion was. Um, so I'm really a huge encourager of if you are going to go to school, try to get an internship or something if you can, like a part-time, um, even if it's like college or just something near you, sometimes something sports related where you can get more and more on your portfolio and post it, post your best stuff please. So people can see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, great. I appreciate uh, yeah, both those answers. That's a, honestly very helpful. Good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Glad those yeah, uh, helped out. Yeah. I honestly only had the one question. So yeah, oh, I really perfect. appreciate it. Uh, oh, nice. Guys, and um, Billy, I really appreciate this whole podcast in general. I, I love it. Thank Aww. you very much. Uh, thank you for awesome. calling in because this podcast would be nothing without the people calling in and asking those great questions. So thanks for the support. True. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. You too. All right. That was a quick and easy one. Did you yeah, really think about going to grad school? Yeah, I did when I was there. I was like, is this going to make me better? And then so many people convinced me. They're like, no, <laughs> don't like it's, I, I already had student loans. I didn't want more too, mm -hmm. you know? So that was another thing. And I was just like, I'm just going to do an internship. And then I, when I was doing the internship, my mom was like, Stacey, this is your grad school. These interns, these internships are your grad school. Like you're not getting paid full time. You're getting paid the minimum. Well, the chiefs, they treated me nicely, but you know, at the Falcons, you're getting paid minimum. You're just fresh out of college. You're working really freaking hard. It's like grad school, but you don't have to pay for it. I mean, you pay for it, but you don't have to, you know, physically pay for it. So, cause you learn so much in the internships. I can't stress it enough. People get the internships, please. Oh yeah. I would argue internships are way more important than grad school. If you're, if you want to be a creative in this if, field, in, in this industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm sure there's I other didn't like shoot him down, <laughs> you know, like in case he really wanted to go to grad school, but I totally agree. Like it is way more valuable to get, internships, freelance, whatever you can in those time, that time period that you would be going to school than doing it. But a lot of people, I don't blame them. You think, Oh, well, having a grad degree will really help me because that looks good on your resume. But it's like, really, you should take that time to find sports, find teams near you or even move. Like I, so I, I never thought I could move and I did it once to Kansas city. And I was like, okay, I can move anywhere. If I did this, like, I like, a Kansas City I never thought about, no offense, in my entire life. I was just like, am I really doing this? And I went there and I loved it. Uh, I knew I didn't see myself there forever, but I was like, I could live here a chunk. I could definitely live here a chunk. But that me moving to Kansas City 
helped me open up, be open to moving, you know, even further West coast, um, to California. And I knew that was the goal one time, but I didn't know I could actually do it until I made my first move. Um, so, and I, I know it's really hard and people, you know, leaving your family, that was the hardest thing for me, but I encourage people, please move, especially if you're young and like not in a relationship, my God, just like freaking do it. Get all the experience you can. Yes. I think that's one thing that, no, you're good. I think that's one thing that (laughs) helped me coming out of college was being okay with going anywhere. I applied to every single Mm -hmm. opening, no matter if it was in Alaska and New York and Cali and (laughs) middle of nowhere, Texas. I shot my shot with every position that had the word creative or content or video in it. Mm -hmm. And you know, luckily ended up in KC, which now yeah. I'm basically seeing myself here for the next, you know, couple of decades. Aww. Like I it's I love the city. I love it. And yeah. it's crazy that, you know, same same with you. I never thought about Kansas City prior to moving here. Yeah. Like I'm from Dallas. Yeah. I went to University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. Um, heard of KC a little bit because I was a little closer and a lot of people were from Kansas and Kansas City. But mm-hmm. You know, never visited, never, you just, you just never know until you go there. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you gotta it, try it. Yeah. If you don't like it, then you can go home. You know, like, I, I just advise people to try, move, especially for an internship that's temporary. Like, that's what I thought when I first moved out to Kansas City. I was like, oh, I know no one. I'm not gonna have friends. And then, like, three weeks in, I was like, woo. <laughs> it was just like, you gotta, <laughs> And it takes more time, you know, for certain people. I luckily I'm outgoing and I like forced myself upon people. But like, I really didn't think even then I was going to be making friends in Kansas City or just like adapting a new lifestyle. And I I'm so glad I did it. And I'm so glad Jordan had pushed me uh, to want to work for the Chiefs because that was probably honestly the best decision I made because it pushed me outside of my comfort level of moving and like being in a new city and also made me better as a graphic designer and a worker. So love it. Oh yes. I, I lived in a Airbnb for my seven months of interning at the Chiefs. Wow. Did you really? Yes. Because wow. I didn't want to sign like a six month lease. Cause what if we go to the Super Bowl and That's like the true. season was longer yeah, than six. Yeah. I didn't want to sign a one year lease because what if wow. I don't get a full-time job and I need to, you know, apply somewhere mm-hmm. else? I didn't want to be stuck in KC for an extra three, Airbnb. three months. So I literally went on Airbnb and typed in the dates of my internship, which oh was whatever God. it was, July 15th. And I picked like February mm-hmm. 10th as the out date, just in case, you know, they went to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, which they almost did. They were one one play away that yeah. season. Um, yeah. And, you know, the search... The, the search gave you like three options. <laughs> like it narrowed down oh, quick. No. Yeah, where did you live? Um, this person, his name is Michael. He had a, his wife and him ran a two Airbnb rooms out of his house. They had a kid. They were a very nice family. Um, nice. But it was basically like, yeah, it was like, I was like a study abroad where all I had was my room <laughs> and, you know, the bathroom. And I literally just went in, said hi to the family and then just went straight to my room and just, Dude, sat there or that's you know, a sacrifice. Yeah. You have to make sacrifices sometimes. Like that's just if you want to make it in this industry, you will sacrifice being comfortable 
you know, for a certain amount of time. Um, and clearly it worked out for you. And I, I just feel like people need to push, push, push the limits. You can do it. We're young. We have so much time, like in our future, like people always like, we all stress out, like, Oh, I'm getting older. And it's like, we are so young. Like we have got to stop saying we're getting older when we are this young. It's ridiculous. But I, I do it too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged. Um, were there any, yeah. Uh, sacrifices or, you know, hardships or whatever as you were, you know, starting out or progressing through your different internships? Like what was, you know, the toughest part about getting to where you are now? I think I'm going to be really super lame with this answer. Uh, Pretty vulnerable. But I, um, I feel like the toughest challenge in all of my years of doing this was myself. Um, I doubted myself every time I would always be like, I'm not good enough. Like this opportunity is not going to happen for me. Um, I was really, and I still struggle with it today with like self-confidence, even though I was portraying it to her. Um, it's really hard. And especially in this industry, because you're constantly seeing other work and people putting out this amazing stuff. And it's like, wow, I wish I could do that. Or dang, I wish I had the time to do something like that. You know, um, I feel like my, me and my head would be my biggest obstacles. Um, and everything that I've done, I feel like I've, I've had a really, really good, um, and like resume and just experience from all of this. And I'm so thankful, but I do know a lot of times, um, if, things were getting like rough for me. It was always me. And like my parents would be the people I would call. Cause I was like out of town. I'm like, who do I talk to? And they'd always be like, Stacy, like, do you know where you are and what you're doing? Like, stop being so hard on yourself. And like, I think that's just something in the creative industry. We're all really hard on ourselves on ourselves, and we're tough on our work. And it's hard when you compare yourself to someone who's been in the industry for 10 years or, or more. And, um, I feel like comparing and caring about all of that, like you said, people shouldn't care. Like why, why do we care? You know, we are trying to get better for ourselves and put ourselves in a better position for our career and our future career. And I feel like a lot of times we are the people that get in the way of that. Um, especially just if you're in your own thoughts, people that are in their own thoughts, like I am. Um, it's something I work with every day. I, I, I try to get better every day with it. Um, and my, my current boss, Bryce, he's so good. He's like, Stacy, chill out. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, it's so good to have someone who's so honest and so supportive of you and like knows that you care and you're trying really hard, but you're, you're caring too much almost. And he's like, Stacy, it's fine. And I'm like, I know, but I just, I know, but I don't know. And I just feel like it's important, um, especially for people that are getting into it, maybe to start early with trying not to psych yourself out and just be confident in who you are and what you have to offer. Yeah, I think that's really important. Someone, someone needs it. Yeah. <laughs> someone oh, needs someone, you. Everybody. Like, whether, yeah, yep. exactly. Everyone is needed. No, no matter what level, like there is someone that needs you. Like you said, even if it's middle school, football, middle school, high school, all of that, you are needed. Um and you're only going to be more needed with more experience you get. Was there a turning point or something that you started to do to help push yourself through the feeling of 
maybe not being good enough or comparing yourself to others? Was there anything that you did to yeah. alleviate that? Yeah. Um, for me personally, um, it was my mentors. I was lucky enough at the Falcons. I had mentors there, uh, specifically Matt Tabeek, who was my direct boss. And I never got to talk about him in this podcast, but he's one of my favorite people. And to this day, like, Oh, I just loved him. He, he was hard on me. And like, I needed that. Like I need the push. Like, you know, I like that. I like when people are hard on me. Um, but he also was human with me. Like I, I loved those times when he would close the door and be like, all right, Stacy, like let it out. What's wrong. What's good right now. <laughs> and that helped me so much because knowing that I was so nervous as a first intern, I was on an NFL team. It's my home team, all of that to know I had a boss that was there to support me and let me be open. I feel like that was so important to me. And it carried on to Jordan at the chiefs. Like I got so incredibly close with him just because he was so willing to listen to me and hear me out and be like, even if it was something that he didn't agree with, like something I made, he's like, go on, just tell me, tell me why he's he, he would really push me to, um, be confident about my work. And he was like, okay, you did this now sell it to me. Like, stop being like, um, well this, I kind of did this. He would be like, no, sell it, Stacy. Like be confident. And Jordan really helped me in that sense. Like to be, he helped me just like with knowing that there was someone that could be hard on me, but yet supportive and like really want to see me succeed. And then Jordan was the same way. He was hard on me too. Um, but really wanted to, he wanted to like mold me to be better and like more confident in the way that I sell myself. And that's something I was just talking to you about. I just, I struggle with it sometimes. And I don't know why, like I, you know, I'm here and I, and people may look at me from the outside and be like, wow, she's successful. Like she has a full-time job with Fox sports NFL. Like that's amazing, but it's so easy to just get in your head about things. And, um, I've been so lucky to now go from Tabeek to Jordan to Bryce, who's my current boss. And like, he's like the mold of both of them. And it's just, I've been lucky. I've been so lucky with um, who I am, but I think it's very important uh, to go to a place where you feel like you can be open with your boss. And if you can't, then I don't think you're in the right place because you should always be able to say how you feel or give your opinion and know that that boss is there to support you, whether you're right or wrong. And they can slap you on the hand and be like, no, you're wrong. Um, and that's fine. You're just going to get better. But I feel like it is important to have a good relationship with your boss and don't accept a job before you know you're going to have that. I, in my opinion, um, that's what helped me. My bosses have only made me better in each step. So. Absolutely. Um, my boss at Arkansas used to be the boss of my of my then boss at the Chiefs, if that even makes sense. Mm -hmm. She basically used yes. to be the boss of my Chiefs boss. And mm -hmm. that was a solid reference for me to have um, when I was trying to get to, get to the Chiefs because she sold what I did for her um, even though I didn't do a lot because I was just a student, she did a good job of um, telling them that I was hardworking and all that, and they mm -hmm. took her word for it because she used to be their boss. Um, so definitely having yeah. 
mentors and having connections and having um, people, you know, swing for you is definitely super important in this industry because it's such a small industry and there's so many um, connections. Yeah, it's hard to get in. um, But once you're in, you realize all the connections and somebody's going to know somebody at wherever you're trying to go. Um, yes. For those, I also. Oh, sorry. Now you're good. Um, no, go ahead. For for those that maybe weren't as lucky as you and I to have those mentors or bosses or um, kind of have that. Like Abby brought it up, maybe a disadvantage, maybe because they're, you know, they're a female. Maybe like, what would be your advice to those who aren't in the best? spots um and how to make it to the next step i think my main advice is um you are at a position where you're needed um if you're not in a work environment that is healthy um that's okay it's gonna happen to people but know what your purpose is that you came there for and know that whoever you're working for even if you don't love them they may know someone that ends up being your boss in the future. So no matter if you don't like where you're at and you're having it really rough, like always be professional, always be good and respectful. You never know. And that even, even if you're in a good spot, you know, like I can't stress enough, even from people I've met with just my few years of experience, like there's people where I was like, wow, if I ever have the opportunity to hire someone, it won't be that person because they were not nice. Like, I I just don't get that. I think that's super important to be a nice person. I mean, you don't have to be outgoing and social and all that, but be respectful. Like you never know when that might bite you in the butt later on. Like it is so important. And I just, I just remember specifically when my first job, I was like, my first job out of college, I was like, wow, this person really sucks. Like, I never want to be that to someone. I never do, you know, because that that's going to affect like I may be younger than them but I told myself I was like I'm going to be young and I'm going to be in charge I'm going to be a manager if I ever have an opportunity of hiring someone it's going to be someone that was respectful did their job even if you didn't love it that's okay you don't love the situation you're in I think it's so important to just do what you came here for you don't have to stay there forever it's never ever a thing. You don't you don't sign contracts for life. So you can always leave if it's a very uncomfortable situation. But if it's something that's really good for your resume, keep going. Um, suck it up. Um, be respectful, and know that those connections, even if they might be rude to you, maybe they're not behind the scenes, and maybe they are talking good about you, and you don't even know it. Um, and they might help you land your next job. So I, I am just a big advocate of always be nice, always be a nice person and just get work hard. Um, that's the only things that you can do really, especially if you're in a bad situation, just, just keep going. It's going to be fine. You're going to end up somewhere else. Yep. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, all right, we're going to wrap up with our last couple of things. Uh, first off, I'm going to flip the script and let you ask me a question since I've been asking you questions oh, all no. night. Um, you get one question and one question only. Um, so yeah. Oh, I have a good one. Normally I'm like, oh, I have no idea what to say. But Billy, 
you have some amazing, amazing connections and awesome player relationships. And this is something that even though I'm not on a team, something that my myself, I, I have goals for, whether that's a graphic designer for a, a player or whatever. I love like being around players, coaches, teams like that is talent, like Fox Sports talent. Like I love that. Um, it's it's cool to me. And I hope it is always cool to me. Um, but I was just going to ask, how did you make those connections? I mean, I know you worked for the Chiefs, but it went outside of that. Like these guys like Pat and Tyreek and everyone wanted to Patrick, my bad Patrick, Patrick. and Tyreek. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek, you they you earned they you earned their trust. They are you know what I mean? Yeah. It is so important. And I know when I was like at the Falcons, I was like, I just want the players to trust me, like to be around me and be comfortable, like not have to act like something else or like hate me or anything. So I, I like I think that's something I really value about you is the relationships you've made with these players. And I would love to know what you did and how to advise someone. I mean, I'm not in that specific industry right now, but I would love to be, you know, freelance or just anything for anyone. And I just would love to hear how you did it or yeah, what, what advice do you give? For sure. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people see what I do and they go, that's what I want to do. And I know there's a lot of creatives out there yeah. that want to be that creative for that athlete. Um, so I, that's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> and I am going to try to answer it the best that I can. Um, basically, you know, when I think, I guess it started in college when I had a roommate that was on the football team. So it was, you know, I was living it for a whole semester or two semesters that I was with him. Both my roommates were actually on the football team. And so it just kind of became natural. Like they, they were just my friends. They were just my roommates. I didn't see them as like, football players like um yeah right, right, right. even though they're you know, people they're yeah, people they're, they're just other they're just people and um, that's what athletes i feel like want to yeah exactly <laughs> they just want to be treated normal um i yeah. think a lot of people you know might naturally fall into the trap of you know fan boying or fangirling once you get into a yeah. position and that that is somewhere I try to avoid and I don't think I've ever really gone um, when I'm in these positions of working and being in a professional setting um, once I got to the Chiefs I you know I was an intern so in my mind I was like the bottom of the totem pole like these these players don't care about me. Like I'm just going to go in, do my job and get out. And yeah, I think that, you know, is a good first step is to like, not that you have to ignore them, but like just go in and do what your job is and do it the best that they, that you can do it. And then they'll, mm -hmm. they'll notice like they'll, you know, maybe a couple of them will notice maybe, Maybe none of them notice. Who cares? But maybe one or two would be like, "Oh, dang, that video was really dope." Like the one you made of me. Um, yeah. Like, f for example, I'll just throw you know some random stories out there. Uh, the first Chiefs player I ever met, once I became an intern, uh, was at training camp, and it was Demarcus Robinson. He's a wide receiver Aww. for the Chiefs. And I love him. He, he's my favorite because he was the first Chiefs <laughs> player 
to introduce himself to me. Like, Aww. you know, I showed up, it's training camp, it's scary. I have no idea what I'm doing. There's, you know, I'm the intern, mm -hmm. I'm just doing what I'm told. So, you know, talking to players and like interacting with them is the, the last thing on my mind. I'm not, I'm yeah. not here for the players. I'm yeah. here for my job. Like I'm here, I'm here for, for my income. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just walking. I think I was in line waiting for food at the cafeteria and he was in line as well. And he just like introduced himself. He's like, Hey, what's your name? I was like, Billy. Oh, my name is DeMarcus. I was like, Oh, nice to meet you. And he was like, yeah, what do you do? I said, oh, I do video. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and it was just a short, quick interaction. And immediately he became my favorite player. Like I was like, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> easily my favorite player right there. I had to look mm -hmm. up. He only gave me his first name. So I was trying to figure out like his last yeah. name, his number, what college he went Aww. to. And like, I was like, oh, sweet. Now, next time I see DeMarcus in the hallways, I might like say hi. Cause now that I know him, now that he's made that first step, I'm now more comfortable, you know, just saying sup if I see him in the hallways or like, how's it going? Yeah. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that's a good approach to take is to let them get comfortable with your role in the team, in the organization or whatever. And if they start a conversation, then in my head, I have the green light. Like, what's up D Rob? How's it going? if I see him in the hall. Um, but right. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not showing up to training camp on my first day and like going, yo, D-Rob, like what's going on? Like, I know everything yeah, about you. Like yeah. that's not, that wasn't the mindset that I took. And, you know, eventually that led to other players um, kind of figuring out who I was. Like, obviously it's easier when you're in a role um, like photo or video because you're yeah. around the players yeah, you're more, around them. you're in mm -hmm. the locker rooms, you're, you know, sh shooting them on the practice field. Um, so that's a really good way for them to start kind of knowing who you are is because you're just around them. Um, and most yeah, football players true. are really nice. So they'll, you know, like maybe they'll make a comment on your camera, like, yo, that's a really big camera. Or like, maybe they'll just smile at you <laughs> and, you know, it's 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 almost a little bit of luck. Like you just got to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and yeah. for example, I, I guess I loved. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like how I guess my relationship with Patrick started was I was doing video content for Garrick Dieter uh, the summer after mm -hmm. I left the Chiefs. Um, I knew that. I wanted to do content for players and yeah. I saw that, you know, some of these players would have uh, football camps in the summer. So I was like, oh, well maybe I can reach out mm -hmm. and DM them like, hey, do you want someone to film your football camps? And then you'll get a video for recruiting for the next year. Um, so I just reached out mm -hmm. to a couple of players and Garrett Dieter was having his camp in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I DM them, said, Hey, you know, I was at the Chiefs. I'm sure you saw me around. Um, I'd love to make a video for you for your football camp. Like, let me know if you'd be interested. And he reached back out and gave me his agent's phone number and said, yeah, let's, let's get it going. Um, let's set it up. So then, awesome. you know, I went out there. I, I didn't really, I didn't even ask for money. Like, I just said, I just, I'm just looking for opportunities to create yeah. and to build my portfolio as a shooter for athletes. And he was like, um, 
yeah, totally fine. Just hit up my agent and, you know, we'll get it taken care of. And, um, yeah, I went out there, shot his camp. He liked the video. He was talking about wanting to start his YouTube channel. So then I was like, well, I can help with that. Like I'm in KC. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, all right, let's, let's, let's try to get something going. So then I'm filming workout videos with him and he does a workout with Tyreek Hill. So now I'm filming Garrett Dieter at Tyreek Hill working out. And Tyreek, no Tyreek, you know, <laughs> remembers me from the Chiefs. And he's like, oh, can I get that video? Or like, can I get a video? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll send you a video. So now that's like two players. And then mm-hmm. second workout uh, that they invite me out to, I show up and all the receivers are there. And I'm like, who's going to throw to all these <laughs> receivers? Patrick uh-huh. shows up. And I'm like, no big deal. NBD, this is my chance. <laughs> yeah. Patrick 100%. shows up. I, you know, I have the camera and I'm just shooting every single angle possible of all the receivers. Yes. Patrick, you know, I'm balling out at this point. This is like my opportunity to make a dope video, give it to Garrick, um, post it myself. They see it. They'll mm-hmm. probably see it because they all follow Garrick Dieter on social. And they'll be like, yeah. obviously they knew who made that because I'm the only one there. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening is like I went home that day. I ran home, sprinted, got to my computer, cranked out an edit as fast as I could, posted it, and it blew up. Like within, I remember it. Yeah, within the Casey, you know, Chiefs kingdom, like everyone mm-hmm. was retweeting it, quote tweeting it. And that was kind of like my big break into this whole you know i left the chiefs can i still do this yep. that moment that video was my big break and garrick texted me and said hey can you send me the video patrick wants to post it <gasps> i just got chills <laughs> and i was like sure thing getting the dropbox link and then garrick goes you know what just text it him check text it to him yourself shut sends me up. patrick's shut number up. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let me uh, copy and paste this link, (laughs) copy and paste this number. No big Uh, deal. That's super cool. Yo, Patrick, here's the video you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Son, he saw my number was a 469 number and he was like, oh, nice, another kid from texas and i was like are you serious yes, sir. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rapid that's amazing 469 um so then he posted the video obviously it blows up because you know yeah. players generally don't that post that type of content in the off season um so then yeah. his marketing um person reached out to me jacqueline she's amazing mm-hmm. and now i love her yes, yeah love jacqueline now we work together um, and I make Patrick's awesome. edits after home games. Um, and that's kind of how that relationship started. And if you, if you saw today on Instagram and Twitter, they posted the was gen- that you? They I po- knew it. They posted their like, gender reveal photo or video. And I got to shoot mm. that, um, which was that's honestly so cool, one of my dude. favorite that's videos history. I've ever that's done. Um, yeah, because like, to build that trust with those players, yes. to be able to film that, 
Like, and that's not my that first, so cool. that's not my first gender reveal. I did D Rob's gender reveal. Yeah. I did, um, Garrick Dieter's gender reveal. Like if, if you think less about them as Trust like a superstar athlete and more of just like, I guess a friend, like just another person, just, yeah, just like yeah. You, they're doing their job. You're doing your job. You're not there for like the clout or the whatever right yeah and they see that and then they they build that yeah exactly yeah and they build that trust (laughs) like then they'll start inviting you out to more things i did d rob's like birthday party which was really fun and like Mm -hmm. i'm basically just kind of one of the go-to guys for whenever they have an event that they want covered something they they want filmed yeah they trust me more than like a random kid off the streets so it's Mm -hmm. been like it, it's taken a while to get to that point. Like it takes a lot of hard work and, and I'll admit it takes luck. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you DM'd him and he yeah, responded. Yeah, I DM'd him and he responded Peter, or like, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe yeah. I wasn't like, what if I had, you know, eaten lunch a little bit earlier at training camp and missed the opportunity yeah. to like meet D-Rob and like, mm-hmm. like, it's just, I don't know. It's been a very, fun ride um since i started and it's only year three so i'm excited to see where else that goes um but yeah it's it's exciting stuff it's um it's it's weird to think about i haven't really told any of those stories in a long time so that's crazy it's wild i'm glad that you could because it's really cool to hear stuff like that i remember I mean, my my favorite thing about working well one of my favorite things about working for the falcons was when i was doing practice like shooting practice and like the players started to recognize me like some of them knew my name and i was like i am so cool like yep. i just want to be your friend like i i don't i don't need any like it was it, it's a little harder i think as a female like well, i don't as a woman um with with relationships like that like i feel like you you are going to be able to earn the trust faster just because you are a guy and you're one of the dudes you know you're one of the bros but like i always tried to be like that like I try to be that girl that's like one of the bros I'm like I'm just here to be friends with you like that's all I want I promise (laughs) but I remember that being like definitely my favorite part is just like walking in and seeing the players and they recognize you and be like Mm -hmm. what's up (laughs) yep yeah I get I get a lot of dms all the time like do you have did you know did you get Patrick's autograph and I was like no (laughs) like I don't that's not what you asked I've never asked for his I don't I don't want his autograph. No. Like it's just a scribble. Like a yeah, lot of people fine are with like doing his gender like, reveal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that—that's your autograph. Like, I, like that's not what I'm there for. I'm—I'm I'm just here to do my job and create right? content. Like if you oh, are just totally there to do that, your yeah. job and you are good at it, they they'll will take notice you. and they'll—they'll they'll start mm-hmm. to build that trust. Um. All right. Next that's thing. True. Three creatives to follow. Who are Ooh. you know? We talk about networking and you know being out on social media uh, for those that are listening maybe you know maybe they just started their twitter account who are the first three creatives in your mind that they should follow oh all right you're gonna have to give me a second on this one um well first of all i have to shout out my boy adam cordaggi he is mlb uh fox sports mlb designer producer content creator master amazing he is I, I just think he needs more 
people following him. Um, he is very, he's, don't put all this in it, but like, he's very reserved. Um, and I think people can benefit from talking to him. He gives such good advice. He is so good at what he does too. Like, can I just say that he definitely has to be on the top of my list. And as far as like people, um, a really fun follow, I will say, I have to do that because I really love this girl and all she tweets. I relate to everything. Um, Alisa, I mean, Alyssa, I always say that Alyssa Purser. Um, she, I can honestly like spell out all these names as well for you, but she is just a good time on Twitter. Like anything you think you're feeling like she does it. And she, she tweets it, especially if you're from Georgia. I might be a little biased because she's a Georgia sports fan and we're just struggling over here as Georgia sports fans. Like, it is the worst. Um, and it's really fun to just see what she what she's going to cook up that day. Um, as far as, let's see, someone that has given me advice. Let's see. I'm going through my DMs real quick. You're good. <laughs> Um, uh, you know what, you know, who someone is super supportive of me and always is. And like, I've never met him. Um, but he literally, anytime I post something, he's always just like, great job. It's just like, it's just a person that is good to have and a nice supporter. Avery Owens. Like I see him on so many other people's pages too. Like he's just He's good at what he does, and he is also good at supporting others in this industry. Like, he is so sweet and so um, just complimented of, of all these people. And I just love seeing – and, like, people just love him. We don't know – it's fun because this industry, we don't know anyone that basically online. Like, these are just people that are in the, you know – design creative community and i think he's a really good one to have just especially because he has a lot of experience and he um is always supporting you and i, I feel like that's just someone i feel like people who are starting out in this industry need people that are supporting them that don't know them like avery has made my days mo multiple times and he doesn't even know it like you know what i mean like that's so cool to have someone there that just cares about what you're putting out there and and it's not just me i see him do it with all of these people and i i love that and i feel like he's definitely a person you should give a follow those are uh, some really good recs and i think that last one is a very good point to make on you know supporting others i think i said this in my last podcast but i think that's how you network like support mm -hmm. other people's work for sure hype them up and that's how you start, like, you know, getting your name into their mm -hmm. minds because, you know, I asked you, I asked you, I asked you yeah. for three creatives, mm -hmm. and Avery, you've never met him, but he was the third one you named off. So imagine if mm -hmm. you were looking for a freelancer or trying to hire someone or in a position to, you know, fill a position. Think about three creatives you want to hire. Avery has a higher chance than most others because of how he networks on social. Yeah. And that's a very, yes, I, I think that's agree. a, mm -hmm. you know, very advantageous aspect of social is to network with people 
um, by commenting on their stuff, liking their stuff, and just be supportive of others. And then eventually they'll probably return the favor and support your work. And then, you know, a couple of months, a couple of years pass, they maybe are in a position where they know of an opening or they know um, of a position available and they could recommend you or, you know, vice versa, yeah. whatever. Like that's, that's how networking is done now these days with social media. You just exactly. got yeah. reach out to your shot, like people's stuff, help, help mm-hmm. people, help people out, um, ask questions. If some if people are like having a bad day, reach out to them. I did that the other day and, and, or like the other month. And now I've developed like a closer relationship with this person, like just because they weren't having a good day and I wanted to check up on them. Like you just, you know, like if you ever have the opportunity to talk to someone or just like say, have a good day. Like I can't stress enough how important it is to just be a nice person. Like, um, I don't know. I, I mean, it means a lot to me. Like Avery doesn't even know how he's affected me, but he has like, uh, and I know that he's done that for countless other people. And just to be someone like that, just like you said, it's so important. Like that's the, if you're in the big, you know, the, beginning of your work um work in the creative industry that's just something you can easily do like compliment people's stuff that's not um not not a hard thing you know you're just being nice um all right last and final thing (laughs) you are going to plug yourself your instagram your twitter and then follow up with one last piece of advice for those listening who are maybe they're a high school student, maybe they're a college student, maybe they just graduated, maybe unfortunately, maybe they just got laid off because of COVID, um, trying to get their foot back in the door, trying to get their a full-time position. What is your one last piece of advice? Um, last chance to spread any, any <laughs> advice that you may have. Um, but first plug yourself okay. and then advice. <laughs> My at uh, on Twitter is Stacy Lynn Ward. That is S T A C E Y L Y N N W A R D. And on Instagram, my creative Instagram is the same Stacy Lynn Ward, but you add creative at the end. So Stacy Lynn Ward creative because that's what we are here, folks. We're creative. And then what's your uh, yep. <laughs> what's your uh, last piece of advice for those listening? Oh, my last piece of advice. I might get a little repetitive, but um, I think it's most important to know no matter what age you are, no matter if you're a woman or a man, the most important thing and the, the thing that has gotten me every job that I have had is my work ethic. Um, 110%, every person that has hired me, has said the same thing. Your work ethic is the reason you're here. Um, it doesn't matter where I've been. Didn't matter what school I went to. It didn't matter any of that. It was the fact that I was willing to work hard. I was willing to go the extra mile. Um, because I knew ultimately, you know, the, the climb is always up for me. Like I, I know that I'm constantly learning. We're all constantly learning, especially in this creative industry when things are, always evolving and new things like TikTok and all of that. It's, it's only going to just keep happening more. And, um, I feel like it's just super important to be yourself and 
work hard, <laughs> like be yourself, be a nice person, build those relationships. Because I tell you what, those relationships are so freaking important. And, um, don't worry about your age. Don't worry about if you're a woman or a man. Um, if you work hard, uh, and you prove yourself ultimately that uh, you are worth it you will be um there are definitely people out there that need people like you and I was hired off of strictly me being like I will do whatever you need me to do rather than my experience um so I feel like if you put in that effort and you make it known like I will scrub floors I will do what I need to do to be a part of this team and whatever I can do to you know, help my boss. Cause that's my number one priority. Anything I make is for my boss. Um, it, it, it falls on them. And that's so important to one, build that relationship with your boss. Um, and two, just hold yourself to that high standard of even if you're doing quote unquote grunt work, it doesn't matter. Like you, you have a purpose and if you didn't do it, who would like, I remember I was editing the roster online for Atlanta Falcons. And I was like, never thought I would do anything like that. But there's people that go to that website every day to check and see, you know, who's on the roster, who's playing what, you know, what string are they all, all that the depth chart. Like it was so important. And I remember people being like, Oh, it's not like, you know, the most fun job. And I was like, I don't care. Like, this is important. Like I, people are looking at it um, no matter how, what the numbers are. And I just feel like, your workhorse you are going to get a job um do not stop until you get one and hold high standards for yourself and keep reaching until you get actually there is no top you can always get better so be you and work hard and i promise you you are gonna get you are gonna land that job one time and then that's all you really need is that one step to get into the door and then build those relationships when you're in there because you never know who will help you get your next job. Um, so be respectful always and let people earn your trust um, because it, it's really going to help you in the long run. And that's a mic drop from Stacy Ward from NFL on Fox. She says that your work ethic is all that matters. Control what you can control and you'll be where you want to be. Keep climbing that mountain. Don't let others drag you down. Don't stop for anyone but you. Yo, make sure to follow Stacy on Twitter and on Instagram. Even Russell Wilson retweets her work. That's how fire it is. Thank you so much, Stacy, for getting on the podcast and help answering questions from all you call-ins. Thank you so much to everyone else for supporting the podcast and calling in. If you did, if you're interested in calling in and asking me and my guests questions in future episodes, please shoot me a DM on Twitter or Instagram at Billy Quatch Films, and we'll try to figure something out and get it on the schedule. But until then, I'll catch y'all on the next one. Deuces.